to the phones to find out what we need to know about Karen Lewis Young, a sitting delegate in the state of Maryland, and now seeking a senatorial seat. Wow. Karen, are you with me? I am. How nice to hear from you. I know that, look, you're going up to bigger and better things, I hope, of the Senate. Uh, people that don't know you uh, probably have just arrived from another planet. But uh, <laughs> but I, I want you to uh, take this time to, to give us an idea um, who you are first. We know that okay. um, you're, you're our, our sitting delegate, one of our sitting mm -hmm. delegates in 3A. So uh, what uh, is and who is Karen Lewis-Young? Well, uh, I came to Frederick 26 years ago to work for Farmers and Mechanics National Bank as the chief marketing officer. I spent about 30 years in banking and financial services. And when I came to Frederick, I got very involved in the community. I have volunteered in over 18 community service organizations. And as I looked to increase my efforts to do community service, I felt that we needed more policy change. And I ran for alderman in 2009. I was elected president pro tem of the board of aldermen, served there for four years. And as you mentioned, I've been in the House of Delegates for the last eight years, serving on the Health and Government Operations Committee. So, Delegate Lewis Young, uh, you are uh, attempting to move from the House of Delegates to the Maryland State Senate. I guess, first of all, tell us about your district, because uh, I'm, I'm concerned people, many people are still uh, kind of confused about what district they're in and what, uh, what uh, geographic area it, it covers. Well, thank you for asking that question, because you are right. People are confused. There is a county district three and a uh, state district three. I am in state district three, and that is largely the city of Frederick, but it also goes out to Spring Ridge to the east, slightly west of the city to uh, on the west side, and then south it includes Ballantyne. Creek and part of Urbana. Seems like a good area, biggest area, a lot of population. Are the districts in the uh, um, are the districts in the state similar to county districts as far as population? Um, no, the state districts are a bit larger. Now that's true now, but in the past. Um, it wasn't exactly so, because if you will recall, up until this year, we had a District 3A and 3B. Now, 3A was larger than 3B, because we had two delegates from 3A, one from 3B. But as part of redistricting, we just decided to do three delegates at large. So um, there are three delegates handling all those constituent issues, but we have a larger geography. So when uh, people are considering different candidates, I don't want to hold you on too long. So I want to ask you uh, quickly about some of the issues. And, and from your website, you mentioned three basic uh, goals. Uh, I guess the first one is provide COVID-19 relief. What uh, would you do in the General Assembly that you feel would accomplish that? Well, um, I think the website's been updated. I hope it's been updated. It was supposed to be since that, because I think um, that was a goal 
several years ago. I think at this point, um, we've done a lot for COVID relief. However, there are still people that are struggling uh, because they haven't um, sought receive gainful employment. People have changed their habits of where and how they like to work. So they need new job training skills. Um, Also, we have a lot of mental health challenges. I mean, we had a mental health crisis prior to the COVID pandemic, but the COVID pandemic exasperated that particularly for our children, our senior citizens, our veterans. So I would focus future COVID relief on job training and uh, putting more assets behind mental health. Karen, uh, as it did exacerbate it, because uh, that was something that, that decisions were made that we really had very little input in. Uh, one of the things is you're running as a Democrat. I'm known as a sort of a conservative. Here's a hmm. question. Frank, that wasn't necessary. Sort of. That anyway. Was, Frank, that wasn't necessary. Go ahead. This is my former neighbor. She knows I'm normal. Here's my question. Well, somewhat. I, I, I accept that. Here's my question. I am always for um, not limiting so much, but downsizing government in all areas, whether it be city, county, state, or feds. I think we've grown to this huge uh, 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 conglomerate of, of, of agencies and things. that, And I, I feel that, is there anyone, and again, this is not against you or the Republican, is there anyone saying, maybe we've, we ought to take a look at how much government is growing? Well, you know, I understand that debate, but... Um, Sometimes the same people that want government out of our lives don't want to give up their Social Security or their Medicare or their Medicaid. Uh, So be careful what you ask for. Um, I think there are some things we could look at, though. I was on a synergies committee several years ago, in fact, when I was on the board of aldermen. And it was an effort uh, between the city, the county, and uh, Frederick County Public School System. And we looked at areas where we overlapped and uh, technology, law enforcement, uh, and uh, warehouses, vehicle fleets. And we looked to see where could we obtain some synergies? Where are we duplicating services that we really don't need to? So I think that there could be some efficiencies there, uh, particularly at a local level. Um, But, you know, particularly now when so many people uh, can't afford their health care, can't afford their prescription drugs. Uh, I think we need to be careful about trying to privatize too much. Uh, that was a question I was asked recently uh, along the same lines. If we privatized health care, only the very, very wealthy would be able to afford uh, quality health care. But if we privatized it and subsidized it, it would be the same thing, except I think more efficient. Here's my question. Here's my next question. Well, then who, would, who would regulate the subsidies? Well, the, the government, obviously. That's the one. Well, there you go. But I don't want the government running the health care. Uh, the, there's, there's a difference between 
privatization and, and funding. For example, we don't own grocery stores, yet we subsidize food for the poor. So, right. So that's, that's, that's my point. And, and the grocery stores do quite well. Uh, I, I think if government took – again, I've worked at every level of government. You know this. And, mm-hmm. and I've seen the best and I've seen the worst. So I think sometimes government, has, has, to me, has just grown exponentially. But here's, here's my next question. Is there any way uh, – you, you, you've said so many things true here. Yeah, we can't afford this. We can't afford that. How about the taxing in Maryland? It's become, I think, burdensome to a point where people actually are, are you know, will leave the state because they get ready to retire. And, of course, we tax retirement. Any movement there, uh, delegate, or uh, that you, you could see, foresee to help us? Um, you know, I hear that repeatedly, but yet if you look at Maryland's growth over the past several years, we're growing at about an annual rate of about 7%. So um, I, I don't know who's leaving, but there are more people coming in. And when you look at taxes, you have to look at what you get in return. We have some of the best schools in the nation. We have certainly the best health care in the nation. Um, I know this may come as a surprise, but we have some of the best transportation in the nation as well. well so those taxes pay for something. Well, I'm, I'm going to have to. You've got to look at it holistically. Like, I'm very familiar with both Florida and Pennsylvania because my parents lived there, and I actually lived in both states. So maybe their taxes in some areas are a little bit lower, but boy, did they get you on other fees that I call nuisance fees. So when you compare the total cost of what you pay for things, Maryland is really on par with some of our neighboring states. In fact, I um, looked at it closely uh, a couple of years ago, and we're not as bad as um, speculation would have it. Okay. Uh, Delegate Lewis, uh, Karen Lewis-Young, we'll talk to you after the break, And uh, but I have to go to a hard break here. Question for you when you think about it. Think of all the money we put in our schools, and then explain to me Baltimore City. We'll be right back. For Karen Lewis-Young, a delegate who is running now for state senate uh, to replace, uh, not, re- yeah, to replace uh, uh, Ron Young, who is uh, your husband, and uh, uh, he's been a uh, he's been a senator how long, uh, Karen? Uh, he just finished his third term, so twelve years. And he's such a young man. He's he's like my age. He's so young. I, I can't, know. Can't have this, Karen. But anyhow, I, I was just picking on the fact that that Maryland schools get a lot of money, and, and we produce some of the worst statistics in the nation. And again, that's not your fault or your problem. But I did have, unless you would like to respond to that, I do have one question. Oh, I do. Can I? We do not have the worst statistics in the nation. In fact, for many, many years, Mm -hmm. Maryland was the top school in the nation. And we've been consistently in the top five schools for outcomes for many years. And um, with the blueprint for success, there's an accountability measure in it so that for the money we invest in programs, there will be accountability standards to make sure that the money is doing what it's supposed to. Yeah, I, I was speaking particularly about Baltimore City, uh, where, oh. you know, where there's like 9% people 
can actually pass graduation and the, you know that and where that's where the most money is spent per pupil. But one other question, it, near and dear to my heart, and I didn't get a chance to call you on this bill because I because I didn't. It had to do with the Policeman's Bill of Rights, and, uh-huh. and which was uh, under uh, Mayor of Frederick years ago. It came into effect, and uh, it, it, it to me it was such a uh, a safety net for at least uh, an, an officer to have the same rights as a citizen. And uh, that, that in the state of Maryland, went, I think it was House Bill, I can't remember what the numbers are. Uh, I want to say 60, 67, 70, something like that. Are you familiar with that because you did vote for it? Um, I'm familiar with the bill that we passed mm-hmm. recently, uh, which was actually a very complex bill. There were parts of it that I liked. There were parts of it that I don't like. But if I like 51% of the bill, I will vote for it. Um, uh, first of all, let me say I support our police. I have a, had a long and very good relationship, in particular with the city of Frederick police. Uh, I have a tremendous amount of respect for their professionalism, their commitment to training, and their um, strong feelings about really being community partners and um, and working with the community. Uh, there was controversy over the Bill of Rights. There was one particular part of it um, that gave police immunity in certain questionable actions. And I believe everybody should be accountable for their actions. Everybody. Politicians, law enforcement, health care workers, teachers, you name it. We all have to be accountability accountable for actions nobody's above the law that would be a beautiful debate for us to take someday okay karen i really appreciate you coming on frank one final question for you uh miss lewis young that is uh when people are going to uh vote in uh november uh whatever method they uh choose and they see uh your name and uh choices uh other choices what why should they uh Check your name as opposed to your opponent's. Um, Well, several reasons. One, because of my experience. Working the state legislature is a complex system. You need to know the process. You need to know the people. You need to know how to navigate the system to get things done. I have a proven record of uh, important legislative successes and bringing money back to our community. Also, I'm a hard worker. Uh, You ask my colleagues, what's the first thing that comes to mind? They'll say she's a hard worker and she does her homework. And um, finally, I truly believe that I reflect the values of my constituents. I've knocked on over 12,000 doors and had about 4,000 conversations. And I can say with a large level of comfort that my positions and my past efforts reflect the values of the majority of my constituents. All right. We thank you for your time. If uh, somebody wants to find out more information about uh, you and uh, your stand on the issues, uh, how can they do that? Uh, well, I have a website. It's Karen Lewis Young for Senate. 
com, and I have a Facebook page as well where I just try to, it's not so much issues oriented, although I do occasionally put issues on there, but I put updates on events on there, on my Facebook page. That's also Karen Lewis Young for Senate. Thank you so much, uh, Delegate, and uh, we'll be talking after the election, I'm sure. 